The Strut Podcast is a presentation of 5403 Productions. Good evening, Strut Nation, Teal Nation. You've got Chili, TD, Info Joe, and our special guest tonight, head coach Tim Beck. Uh, coach, we are just thrilled to have you with us. You know, we've heard you in the press conferences talking about this. We want to talk to you just for a few minutes because we know you're a busy man. You're starting and building a program because we keep saying programs are never built. They're always building. So we wanted to bring you on, just kind of talk to you about some stuff that you have in mind for Teal Nation, what you're what your goals are for us and just anything you want to talk about in general coach the floor is going to be yours usually we talk too much but that will not happen tonight i promise <laughs> well they're it's picking e on me easier, man it's easier to, to uh answer questions because um it's always great i always feel like i can talk about everything and anything and i just want to make sure that our audience and and you guys get some of the things that you want it's uh, answer. So I can tell the players when we come in, I said, look, there's a lot of things we can talk about. And I can tell you, why don't we start and make sure that when you walk out of my door, you get with your concerns, the things that you're anxious about, worried about, things you want to know. Let's get those out of the way. And then, and then we'll kind of talk through it. That's a good yeah, way. I, I was going to say that, that was, that was going to lead right into really my first and kind of major question um and then i'll, I'll step back because i know each of us has something maybe we want to touch on but that first opportunity with the team coach a lot of our fans we have a growing podcast as a former player to play from 2002 to 2006 you know we've been through a couple transitions but this is the first transition in this unique uh format so for us former players alums fans what was that first experience like with with the young men that are part of our program that are part of teal nation yeah you know it's uh it's humbling first of all to take over a program that traditionally they win i mean coastal carolina has been a program that's been winning it's very feared in the sunbelt conference and very honored to to be the coach and so there's high expectations and and certainly a, a high standard of excellence. And so as a coach, I take that very serious and realize the responsibility and the accountability on myself and our staff to make sure we do the right things by these young men and, and for our community and our fan base uh, and certainly uh, the, the players and their, and their families. So, you know, I, it was interesting going in there, you know, they didn't know me from Adam and, trying to talk to him and it, and it was a hard time, you know, in my, it wasn't a long meeting. I kind of explained who I was or who I am and shortly my vision, you know, they'd gone through a lot. These young men, they, they had a tough three week, three and a half week uh, run game canceled with 
you know, Virginia by bye week. And, and then all of a sudden a tough loss to James Madison, a tough loss in the conference. And then the coach leaves, you know, and, and then a few days later, just, you know, they know some coaches will be leaving. And so it's been a, it's been an emotional, I mean, they have finals, you know, mm. so it's been an emotional roller coaster for them. So the last thing they wanted to hear was me standing up there and rah, rah, you know, they, they, they didn't, they didn't need that. So I just gave them some time to get away. I let them have the opportunity to ask me some questions. And uh, I told them that th this is uh, a player's first program and every decision that I make is going to be made with their best interest at heart. And so, and that, and that, and I would be available. And so this week, you know, last week I, I spent a lot of time with the coaching staff. I spent a lot of time with recruits, um, calling all our committed players, trying to get out and see some of them. Um, and this week's been about our players here. I spent Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday so far doing nothing but meeting with them, literally from 7 a.m. to wherever, whenever. Uh, today was five, and then I went over to graduation and came back and looked at about, I don't know, an hour worth of recruits. And now I'm on the phone with you guys. So, um, and I told him that the reason I waited was I think mentally now they're in a good place. And so we've had some great one-on-one -on -one individual meetings with the guys. It's been really good. Thank you, coach. That was, that was great. I was gonna say, Joe, go ahead. Yeah. Coach, it's great to have you on. Great to kind of meet you this way. I'm going to be working with you, obviously coming up here as the, uh, the radio guy for football. I've been this, uh, in this role for nine seasons. I've been with the program for 20 and excited to, to have you come on board and just Really, really enjoyed listening to your conference, your press conference when they introduced you last week. You kind of hit on some things that I was going to ask. A day in the life. What's been a day in the life of Coach Beck been like since you've been here? You just kind of yeah. went through some of that stuff. But uh, so let me but, let me tell you. Let me tell you how <laughs> it goes. It's like, uh, yeah, I try to get in here. I don't know, maybe six thirty, just to try to you know, I spend some reflection time and get my mind right for the day. Uh, pray for strength. Pray for uh, endurance because I need it, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> and, uh, and just wisdom to make good decisions. And so then I like currently right now, like I'll meet with the players and literally it's every 15 minutes and uh, sometimes they go longer and I'll, I'll look out and I feel like a principal at a high school and there's like five guys in chairs waiting to see me and I'm like, uh oh, I got to get rolling, right? So I always have Jill knocking on the door, like, coach, you got a couple more minutes. And, but I don't want to cut the guys short. You know, I want to give them an opportunity to, to say what they need to say and ask what they need to ask. So nevertheless, it always runs long. Um, I try to scarf down something to eat for lunch in between meetings. Um, if I get a chance to eat, usually a couple of bites of something quick and move on and, and meet with them. And to, like I said, today, meetings went basically I met with recruiting around seven and then um, started my player meetings at 745 and and got done about uh, they we practiced today so I think the last meeting was 330 I watched some recruits from like 334 I met with the support staff from four to five I had to go over to uh, graduation from five to six I watched recruits from six to about 720 and then got on the phone with you I'll get done here probably try to grab some dinner and then go home and call coaches and recruits still probably usually I call recruits. So I don't know, 10, 10 30. And then, uh, 
coaches, you know, staffing, trying to get everybody in place till, I don't know, sometimes one o'clock in the morning. So, and then go to sleep. Well, I'll, pray, sleep? I'll, I'll pray sleep, for coach? you. I'll pray for you too, coach, for that strength <laughs> yeah. and uh, endurance. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean that seriously. No, you yeah, know. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's awesome. I mean, I enjoy doing it. It's, there's a lot of, you know, the hardest thing, like I said, the, you know, earlier we were talking and the portal has made a transition harder because, you know, in the past, this is the real first January where this has been like the wild, wild west, right? Mm-hmm. There was always some stipulations and guidelines and they passed through a year ago. And, and now it's, you're trying to, you got to talk to everybody on your team, keep them happy and talk to them about their role and their goals and the things they're thinking about. You need to keep your eye on the portal because you can get some immediate needs, right? Um, and you have players going into the portal. You have guys potentially NFL, so you got to talk to the guys maybe going in the NFL that are on your team. And then you're recruiting. We have official visit weekend coming up where we could have as many as 10 guys, six to 10 guys this weekend, trying to plan that out and call guys. We have practice, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, interviewing coaches, talking to them. So it's just, a, you know, it's just, it just keeps you busy and keeps you going all the time. And the days, uh, believe it or not, they do fly by when I look down and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like six o'clock already. And it's hard to believe it, you know, cause you're just going, going, going all the time. And when I stop, I mean, it's, I crash. I mean, it is a hard, <laughs> uh, I'm just telling you. <laughs> oh man. Well, coach, we, well, coach, we appreciate that sweat equity you're putting into the program. We, we really do. Yeah. And, and, I was a former high school coach, and you said something well good to kind of hit on me because I'm a, an assistant principal at a middle school, and I have had those kids lined up at my yeah. outside my office. So I, I know what yeah. you're talking about. It's like it's like they beat somebody up, and they're all waiting in the hallway like they're in trouble. <laughs> you describe my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday sometimes. There you um, go. Coach, my question is, in your press conference, you, you coined the term, and we have taken it and run with it here at the podcast, and – Mine's kind of like question 1A, 1B, if you will. First off, can you define what an OKG is? And yeah. secondly, will you please recognize the three of us as your original OKGs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You're the OKGs of radio and TV. Yes. There we go. There, there we you go. go. I heard it right there. There you go. The, uh, OKG, our kind of guy, right? So, like, I mean, you think about the culture here at Coastal, right? It's an incredible mix of toughness and grit and hard work and heart you know and I don't know sometimes you you feel like maybe uh, people up north you know steel mill and work you know they they kind of have that philosophy and and then you have love and you got speed and athleticism and you know they're they're they love playing the game and they love being outside and and you just kind of blend it it's a it's an incredible mix here that it just, uh, it's just what makes us different. It just makes us different. And so the OKGs, our kind of guys are, are guys like that. They got heart. They're tough. They play hard. They got grit. They love each other. They love the game of football, right? They're football players. They don't play football. They're football players. And uh, they enjoy it no matter what. And it's about the process. It's process-driven. It's not circumstance-based and outcome-driven. It doesn't matter the score. You play till it's over as hard as you can with everything you got with passion, with heart, with tenacity um, and for each other. And so, like, 
that's what I look for in recruiting. That's what I look for in coaches and coaching staff and support staff. And, you know, you just got to, you get, you keep going and you just keep fighting. And so, and that's what this group is. That's what, that's what the culture has been built from, you know, president Benson and Matt Hogue and Joe Mobley, uh, Jamie Chadwell and all those guys, they, they've started something really special here. And my job is to make sure we continue on that and enhance it, you know, Maybe, maybe it looks a little bit different, but deep down inside the engine, the heart, and the blood is the same. It's still doing the same things, running the same way. Coach, you know, there, was a, there was a statement you made, too, in your, in your open press conference that these two gentlemen know I've repeated and I've tweeted it out. You don't play for the hate of the guy in front of you. You play for the love for the guy behind you. Yeah. And, I mean, if there was ever a – motto or character benchmark to put anywhere in a locker room as a former player. I mean, to see that, to, to hit that sign on the way out of the field to the teal turf. I don't know if you intended that. I'm sure you sound like it from what I've read about you, you're a very purposeful man. And what, a, what a, what a statement about a culture. Don't play for the hate for the man in front of you play for the love of the guy behind you. Can, yeah. can you where did that come from? I, I wanted to ask you that. Where did that come actually? From? It was actually uh, something that we talked about a lot at Ohio State. You know, it's mm. a, it's a quote, um, and we talk about that a lot. That because when you when you play for if you play, it's for the wrong reasons. Then right, you're playing for the wrong reasons if you're playing because you hate somebody and you hate across from you, and it doesn't last long. Right, it's like Mike Tyson said: everybody got to play until they get punched in the face. Mm. As soon as that happens, then. <laughs> Then, then what? And so if you know your why, if you really know your why, why you play the game and, you know, the, the blessings uh, that, that God's blessed you with. And, and so you, that's why you play. You play for your brothers, man. You go out and take that field and there's nothing like it. You know, I, I was telling guys, I mean, you, we're like warriors. You know, you sit in the locker room and you, you wait and you're in the locker room and you're, you're putting on your tape and, you know, we've, we've all played, right. And you, it's a, you have a, a certain routine, you know, I'm going to get like this and I'm going to put this wristband right here like this. And I'm going to, it's my lucky shirt, man. I'm wearing this lucky shirt. It's got holes <laughs> in it and it's all ripped up underneath my pads. And, you know, you're, you know, you're buckling up, putting a little eye black on whatever. And then you kind of walk down that tunnel and, and the crowd and you can, you know, they're starting to cheer and you can feel it. You start getting all jacked up. Right. And then all of a sudden you go out and you flip a coin and then all hell breaks loose, man. And it's, then it's, on. it's crazy, right? I mean, that is football. Isn't that awesome? Like, how do you not love that? How do you not love to go out there and, and do that every Saturday night or Saturday afternoon with your teammates? That's awesome stuff, man. Fires me up. Fires me up. Well, you'll have some fun this year because in the Sun Belt, you'll have some teams that get to do it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday yeah. or a Thursday. <laughs> so, hey, that's um, okay, man. That's okay. <laughs> Um, we'll be ready any of the day of the week, right? What they always say, you don't get ready, you stay ready. <laughs> That's right. Joe? Coach, just a couple of things. I know you're kind of letting things kind of play out through the bowl game, and then uh, I guess the, the transition really will you know, begin to take shape, and we'll kind of see what's, you know, what's to come. Do you plan on going to the bowl game and spending any time there? And what is your time frame, timetable, perhaps, on when you're going to have what you, know, inv you envision your staff to be, you know, have those guys in place? Yeah, so a couple of things. Number one is uh, I want to stay out of it because, you know, th this is about the, the young men. This is mm -hmm. about this is their team, 
This is their team. This is their moment. This is their time. This isn't about me. It's not about a coaching staff that might, you know, that's going to come, come in here. And so I don't want distractions for them. I, I want them to focus on East Carolina. It's a good football team. Yeah. And we got to be ready and prepare well and prepare hard. And so, yeah, I'm going to go to the game. I'm going to be there cheering our guys on watching. Right. And, and playing hard. Um, you know, as far as when do I see things in place full, full blown when they get back after break, there's no need. We're not in a massive hurry at this point. There's some coaches that, that I'm looking at potentially in, in bowl games and trying to schedule times to meet with people and even here, right. Just watching people and evaluating. So, you know, I'm going through that process. It's a slow process, but anytime you're trying to make uh uh, the right decisions, they take time and mm-hmm. you want to make mm-hmm. sure you do it right. You do it right. And so, and that's where I'm at right now at it. I'm, every, every night when I finally get home, I do, it, I work on it for a lot of hours and think it through. And, it, and it's, so I told one of the kids the other day, I said, look, I didn't wake up one day all of a sudden and be like, Hey, wow, I'm the head coach. What am I going to do? Today? Like, I've got a plan. <laughs> you know, I've got a plan. I know, I know what I'm doing. It, it, it's, and I told the, I told the players, I said, you guys don't know what you don't know. Like every decision I make is for the well-being of them. They don't even realize some of the decisions being made behind the back, behind their back and behind the scenes right now for them, but everything that we're doing is for those guys. And so it'll be a great group of men to come in, exciting, uh, passionate about football, great football coaches. They're going to love their, their players and, uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to, we're going to put together a good group of guys for them. Jelly, let me let me add one thing to that real quick, yeah, Coach. You saw you saw East Carolina earlier. What's uh, what's kind of a quick little you know thirty second synopsis on what those guys bring? They're good. They're they're uh, very good on offense. Quarterback does a really good job running their system. They got a good mm-hmm. running back, and they have a really good tight end. Thank goodness he's decided not to play he's one of the better. <laughs> really he's honestly he's one of the probably he might have been the best tight end we saw all year I mean he's really really a good player and uh defensively they're they're a multiple defense now they a lot of fronts a lot of coverages a lot of blitzes um they try to confuse the quarterback and uh, they do a really good job they have a good team this year they're big and they're athletic coach my question kind of is um maybe going back in your history a little bit. Um, and you've made some really terrific stops along the way before coming to Coastal. Can you kind of tell us maybe like one stop or one coach you work with that might be the most influential at you, to you in your career as you begin to lead Coastal? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, it's uh, what's interesting about it is I think I've, I've learned a lot of things from each one of them. You know, I really, I really have. I mean, uh, I know that, um, you know, like Coach Snyder was extremely organized, very detailed coach. Mm-hmm. And there, there wasn't very many things that got by him. He was extremely detailed. And and being with Mark Mangino, we GA together under Bill Snyder. He was very similar. And so you can you can tell the detail that like you got to beat those teams. You have to beat a team that's well coached, yeah. detailed. They don't lose games very much. You got to you actually have to go beat them. You know, Urban is the ultimate motivator. I mean, just the things that, that we did and the traditions and the uniqueness of that place. Um, 
you know, people don't realize it and just, and it's hard to explain without getting into too much of detail and you could end up talking for four hours on the whole thing, but it was, it was, uh, it was a great experience there. I mean, Tom at Texas, Tom, Tom had fun. We had fun. I mean, you, you learn there that it's okay to, to laugh. It's okay to smile. It is still a game uh, played by men. And, and sometimes we forget it because we've, we've sensationalized it so much and have, have, have put it so much in obviously in the media and TV and where it is that it is still a game and they're still kids, you know, and uh, coach Dorn uh, might, might be one of the best uh, all around coaches with everything, very detailed, very organized, very calming influence thinks things out very well, has an incredible plan for every week and every game and how, how to, what's our, what's our keys to victory? How are we going to win these games? And had great conversations with that. And it was a, it was a great experience to see that. And, uh, and it was a little different, right? Obviously Ohio state, the talent level we had, we were better than most teams we played. Texas, we had a lot of talent as well, although we were building that program back up. So, and, and obviously with Nebraska was, again, same kind of thing. We just, you value players. Like I, I, the biggest thing probably I took out of Nebraska through Coach Osborne and Bo was just like walk-ons, how valuable mm. walk-ons mm. were and the, and the people that we had and, and the players they turned into because of the, maybe they don't have the same resources in Nebraska and Iowa and Kansas that Texas and you know, Georgia and Florida have. And so when you, when you have kids out of there and how they develop later, you have to have an eye for potential about that. was interesting because we had a lot of great players that were like that. Yeah. And coach, one more quick thing. I'll let TD ask the next question um, on our regular weekly podcast drop. We always kind of wrap up the show with a trivia question and the show for this week dropped this morning and the trivia question yesterday was where were you a college quarterback and Travis missed it horribly um, so I just want to point that out and I'll now now rest Travis it's your turn thanks nice. appreciate it I did go for, for all intents and purposes you're an Ohio native I don't know why but Kent State no pun intended flashed in my head and that's all I could think about but it was Central Florida we got it right we cleared it there so so let me but, tell you let, let me tell you this you're kind of partial because Kent State offered and was recruiting me. They had a coaching change. The coach that was recruiting me went to Central Florida, and he recruited me. And so I switched. Right, I was no, going to go. No, <laughs> coach. Just, yes. just for clarification's sake, you wore a Central Florida uniform, not a Kent State uniform. Correct. Is that correct? Okay. Uh, I, I think just TD gets partial credit. He gets, for this one. he gets a he gets a half point. I'm a very black and white kind of guy, <laughs> coach. I just, just oh, want to point that out. Oh man, <laughs> go ahead, so TD. Two, two part question. One, something that you've really and Chili's been he's an alum. He's been around the program as an alum. Joe's been there since I played on the sideline in the booth. So two parts. One's a statement. One's been a question. The same characteristics that you're talking about that your team is going to be and the team that you want to build. And the walk-on piece, that resonated with me because the infancy of this program, and I'd love for you to come back on the show one day and, and we could talk about that, but the infancy of this program with Coach Bennett, Coach Muglitz, and Coach Chadwell, now to you, started out with guys just like you're talking about. OKGs, grit, walk-ons, 
you know, nobody gave them a chance. We were their only offer. And here we are 20 years later. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how this program started. So dovetailing that into this question, knowing the, the DNA of your, your, the program that you're going to build here to not get to the granular, I'm, I'm former receiver, punt return guy from a high level overview, if you will, what's your intention of an offense and defense kind of look like? What, 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 what makes you have fun? What do you enjoy? What do you hope to deploy? If you will, I don't mean like necessarily get into every schematic, but just 50,000 foot overview. What are you hoping to accomplish from the offensive and defensive side of things? Yeah. So offensively, obviously uh, more background, people don't realize probably I started out as a defensive coach uh, growing up in Youngstown, Ohio. So went to Cardinal Mooney High School with the Stoopses, Polinis, and everybody, and they're all defensive guys. And I GA'd with Bobby at Kansas State. So I was a defense where Mangino was the offensive GA. So um, my my pedigree started there, and I think it's helped me become a great offensive coach because I understood the whys. And so mm-hmm. when, I, when I get into schemes or coaching or whatever um, – we're going to, first of all, I, I want us to be, I want us to play the, as a told team fast. I want to, I want to be physical. Right. And I want us to have fun doing it. Right. Those, those elements of the game. Right. And so um, how do you do that? Well, on offense, number one, you, you, you got to be a little bit wide open. You got to be able to mm-hmm. be wide. You got to get the ball on the edge, get the ball in space and get the ball to your playmakers. It's a lot easier to go two on two on the edge than it is to go seven on seven all the time or eight on eight in the run game. Okay. I think you, my belief is you have to run the football to control the game and throw it to win the game. Because I think in today's game of college football, you got to put up, you got to put up points. And I would, I would bet to say, if you look over the last few years at coastal offensively, the games, they threw the ball really well. They probably scored a lot of points because they were able to create big plays and it's hard to continually just go down the field over and over and over again on 14, 15, 16 play drives. You got to get big plays and you do that by getting the ball on the edge and you get the ball in the air. Defensively, I like being aggressive and multiple because I think as a quarterback coach, that's what bothered me the most. That's what bothered me as an offensive play caller, right? Being multiple. So you didn't know where they are. It's like, it's like hunting, right? If you go deer hunting and you can't find the deer, you're not going to kill anybody, right? So we can stay alive and be moving people around and nobody knows where we're coming from and, and what we're doing. If we just sit in one thing over and over and over again, they're going to pick us off. They're going to find us and they're going to pick us off. So I want to be multiple. And I like pressuring the quarterback. I like getting that guy. It's hard for him to clean, complete balls when he's laying on his back. So that's kind now of we're my talking. Deal. We can, Now we can we're talking. And we can get after him. Uh, that's a big thing. So, and then, and then honestly, special teams, special teams to me is extremely important. It's the difference in the games. It really is. And so we're going to put a lot of emphasis and be really good on those special units. And, and, uh, and I think we have a lot of really good pieces in place. And I think spring's going to be awesome to get a chance to get out there and see guys run around and play and, and see who might fit uh, best. And, the beautiful thing for all these young men, they all kind of know it is like, and I kind of said this, right? Change is good. It builds character because it builds adversity. And so you grow. Yeah. They're either going to grow and become better players or there's going to be somebody that maybe wasn't reaching its potential that's going to, and maybe they become a starter. And so it's going to be an interesting spring 
with all the competition and stuff. So I'm, we're, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Well, two pieces there to Chili and Joe for one love the analogy, uh, love to hunt and fish. So that analogy was fantastic. Couldn't have picked a better one. Uh, second one, we've talked about this. We've talked about this too. So you just touched on something too, coach, um, that we're echoing to our fan base, to our followers as a former player, Joe being a voice, Chili being alum, and, and the followings that we have and support for this podcast and Teal Nation is this transition is going to create opportunities, right? It's going to yeah. test our fan base. It's going to test our supporters. It's going to test our community. Do we have the resolve to see it through and be there opening game 21,000 for the Tim Beck era and his team that runs out there wearing our logo, right? And it's your team wearing our logo. And that's to us, this is, you know, it's a true first real test. You know, the other transitions in our program have been interesting, but this is a transition because of success. And um, we feel like it's going to continue. I mean, I, I've, we, I've right. told Chili and, and Joe this. I know we're down to about the last eight or 10 minutes, but I've already looked ahead at some of the offense and I told the guys, I said, Hey, we're going to run the ball. Like you said, but man, he, he, he spreads it out. He has some fun. Something that I think that you're going to bring to the field that we haven't seen here in three years is a screen game. I don't think we've seen a screen <laughs> pass thrown in about three or four years uh, on the teal turf, unless it was the opposing team. So that should be an interesting little wrinkle, but uh, Joe chili. Yeah, Coach, what do you like away from the field? I mean, I know your daughter played volleyball at uh, at yeah. Coastal. I, I've got two that play that game. I've spent many a many a hour on the volleyball trail. I mean, I don't know how yep. if you, leave, yep. you love that game, kind of like I've grown to love it. I mean, what's kind of stuff away from the field that you know fans would be interested to know about you? Well, I think first of all is uh, growing up or not growing up, but but my kids as they've been growing up, I spent a lot of time with them. So my and I hate to use this term because i don't mean it this way but like my quote hobby was my kids like mm -hmm. it's not the hobby they're my kids but i work a lot and we travel a lot and so we don't see them a lot and so when you get those opportunities to spend time with them you got to spend time with them and and it's a variety of things i mean sometimes it's just going to get ice cream you know what i mean it's nothing flashy it's just something simple and just you know i try to and I learned this along the way in my coaching, like Wednesday night when my daughter was younger, that was our date night. Just me and her, we would go out and try to get home in a decent hour and always take her to go eat somewhere and just get caught up with her and her life and, and how she was uh, and how she was doing when she was in high school, you know, cause I'm, again, we're gone a lot. So, and then Thursday was usually family nights, you know, we would go somewhere as a family and get something to eat and, you know, kind of hang out during, you know, during the season. Most of the time around, you know, bowl games for me at, at Texas and Ohio State, even Nebraska, we usually played on New Year's Day. So it was long. We were recruiting and practicing. And I can't remember the last time we had a Christmas or New Year's at the house. You know what I mean? So it's just different. I mean, growing up, it just becomes different for them. So we we uh, we try to spend as much time together as we can. Like I like being outside. You know, I, I goof around playing golf. You know, I'm okay i mean you know I mean, came to the right, right. Place, coach. yeah I mean, it came to the right place uh, yeah uh-huh put it this way i get my swings in i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> i always tell people all the time that's why they sell the golf balls in sleeves of three i use all three of them <laughs> right. so um you know and i, I love 
the beach, you know, I love going to the beach and being outside. It's always, I mean, we always would vacation to places like that. And, um, but it's weird. I, I don't, I, I really don't do a whole lot. I, I do a lot of stuff, like I said, with family, my mom and dad are still alive. They're living in Ohio. I go there. I got a brother, a sister. I go back up to see them or they're coming down to see me. We're going to see my wife's family. She got two brothers. Like we go, so we, we travel, see family and things like that. That's kind of what, what we do when we have those opportunities. And I decompress during that time mm -hmm. and energize and get ready for the season again. Coach, I, I, um, I don't know if you can answer this question just yet, but I'll, I kind of want to just pose it for maybe food for thought for us as we you know come down to the last four or five minutes here is um, the first day that you're allowed to have practice, like when it's Tim Beck's team day one of practice, um, mm -hmm. what's something that's going to happen at practice that is going to let our guys know, hey, this is Coach Beck's team. It could be a message you say to them. It could be even a drill you run. What are you looking to do to set the tone that first day? That's a good question. You know, I, I haven't thought through that in terms of like, because it's hard for me to tell you to like, I feel like you're asking me the difference between what I'm going to do and what they did. I don't know what they did. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't, I just know how we're going to be in terms of like coaching. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the energy and the, I mean, we're going to have fun. Right. I, I mean, I think you got to have fun in today's game with these guys and, and be able to do that, but it's going to be hard work too now. I mean, and you have to find that balance between hard work and fun. And so, and you know, you just, you have to, it's a, it's a brotherhood through discomfort, right? Yeah. Shared mm. adversity. It's shared adversity and the bonding that they get to go through, through mm. that. It won't be the mm. first time we take the field. It's going to be the first time we do anything like mm. no room or, you know, winter workouts or yeah. workouts, mm -hmm. there's, there's going to be a certain intensity in which you have to attack. Right. Somebody told me one time attacking hundred percent of the time, hundred percent of the time. Like that's, that's what you do all the time, all the time when you attack. And so you got to be able to make sure that that's happening all the time. And so you got to coach it and you got to, you got to build it into them. So it becomes a part of them. Um, so coach, we, I think we've had a really good set of questions here and I feel like we've had like a really good discussion. Um, and we appreciate you taking the time because as you outlined earlier, your schedule, you are swamped from the moment you get up until the moment you get a chance to go lay down. So, and I echo what Joe said a few minutes ago, we are all praying for your strength and your endurance because <laughs> I, really? I mean, yeah. And, and in my former life, before I was an administrator, I was a high school basketball coach. So I get some of the grind. Your grind was worse than my grind. I'll admit that. But now we, we get what it's like to go through a season and prepare for a season. And with your challenges taking over a program and add that to it with everything else that's happening in college football, we just we want to say, you know, we hope that you have all the strength and endurance you need to get the job done. And you have three huge fans on the Strut podcast you are welcome to come back anytime you want to. You can even answer you know, trivia questions with TD and you'll, you'll probably beat him. But um, <laughs> I just want to say thank you, you know, on behalf of all three of us for taking time out of your busy day yeah. just to spend a few minutes with us. Absolutely. Yeah, well, thank thanks, you I appreciate, I appreciate you and what you do. And uh, yeah, anytime, man, just let me know. And I always enjoy talking ball. Always. Thank you. Coach, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate okay, you, Coach. Man. Thanks enjoy. so much. Guys, have a great night. Yep. Okay, man. See ya.
Guys, we just finished talking to the new head Shauna Clear, Coach Tim Beck, and I got to tell y'all, before we started recording, TD, you just nailed it. That's a lot of meat and potatoes in one episode. That's 40 minutes of your head coach telling you who he is, what he's about, and that's a lot of material. Um, I'm probably going to have to go back and listen to it a couple times because he gave us a lot to chew on tonight. And he's willing to come back on the Strut Podcast and – he was half right with the Kent State UCF thing. <laughs> you heard it first. No. You heard it first. I rejected. I don't care if you can reject it. The rejected. Man said, no, not rejected. The man said. Not rejected. Time out. I'm going to call time out, right. Joe. Time out. <laughs> All seriousness. Hey, Steel Nation, Strutties, powerful 40 minutes. And let me tell you something. Um, as a former player, I, I, you could you could feel – the smoldering intensity. He, this man has waited for this moment. You could tell, Chili, your question, he's got something there. There's mm -hmm. nothing, there's not going to be like a, a defining like statement or action. That's why I said winter workout. It's going to set the tone. Mm -hmm. Workout, baby. He's going to set the tone of what the DNA of this program looks like. I text you both, and I'm a, I'm a hush after this comment, but expectations are the same win the sun belt bowl everything that comes along with that the culture teal nation and everybody listens to this podcast the culture may pivot a bit and that's okay it's okay because through transition there's adversity through adversity there's growth we as fans supporters alums this podcast through adversity through challenges there's opportunities and growth the fact that his 35 years recognizes that we're going to be okay, y'all. We're going to be okay. I like the fact that he is working so hard, not just to recruit the recruits. He's recruiting our players, you know, and spending yeah. so much time with the entire roster shows how important, you know, the guys are that are already here to him. And he understands that he gets it. He's spending all the time that he can. He's also going out and hitting the road for, you know, recruits. We've seen that already. You know, and the fact that he's going to be deliberate, you know, in terms of putting a staff together, you don't have to rush to put a bunch of guys together. You don't have to do that. I mean, I, I've seen, you know, coaching changes happen before and people get antsy about why, you know, it doesn't have a coach. It doesn't have the, you got time to figure that kind of stuff out. And the best thing you can do is take the time that you need and make the best decisions about people that you can make. And he is clearly clued into that. And, I, I, you know, that I love that 40 minutes with him tonight. That was just, that was just fabulous stuff just to get a chance to pick his brain a little bit and ask him about stuff that, you know, offensively, defensively, TD, you asked him about. And, you know, the mentors, you know, Chili that you asked him about. Yeah. I mean, it was like you, you kind of got, got to pull the, kinda pull the curtain back a little bit and see a little bit about what makes Tim Beck tick a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. You know, as, as our new head football coach. And so I, you know, I just I I loved every minute of that. I'll do like you, Chili, and might have to go back and watch, listen to it again just to just to get all of that. So just I, appreciate I really him. Home where, when I'm editing, I really just listen. Yeah. Then I'll catch little snippets and kind of go back and just you know just kind of tweak the show to make it a little cleaner. But I mean, this is one I'm going to probably listen to on my own in my car, and I cannot stand my own voice, so I can't stand hearing myself come through my car speakers. But this is something I'm going to want to hear because I feel like the information that Coach Beck shared with us tonight 
are be, going to be some things that when we're going through the season next year, you can kind of point back and go, oh, yeah, he did say that on the strut back in December. And he pointed out some things about him schematically or personality-wise that I feel like he's the kind of guy that, number one, he's a I'm going to do what I say kind of person. But I also feel like he's also very calculated and very deliberate, like you were just saying, Joe, purposeful in what he does, Mm -hmm. that he's smart enough to know that I can't do this. If I'm going to go back and do this, I've got to stay the course. And he's that stay the course kind of guy. I mean, that's just um, my impression from talking to him tonight for the few minutes that we had him is that we've got a leader who is going to tell you if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. And I think that's that's kind of guy we're talking about. I, I agree, man. As a, as again, coming, I always kind of view it through the program of whenever the whenever. So, for everybody knows, that the forty minutes wrapped up. He he was under a time frame, y'all, because we we're respecting his time. To to Joe's point, Chili, I, man, the, the man's working like a twenty hour day. I mean, he literally is working an eighteen to twenty hour day. So we wanted to make sure we kept it to forty minutes. After that, you know, he he had a moment, and and for those that listen to this, as as a former player, anybody that's been a part of the program. Hear me. He wants you at that facility. He wants you at practices. He wants you there because it is not his program. It is our program. We'll touch on that going in the future because that was the first thing I, offline I asked him about. So any, any former letter winners that hear this that played, I asked him. He said, Trav, he said, TD, this look, we're not here without everybody who's ever played since you started and the the line that i touched on was don't play for the hate in front of you play for the love behind you i'm telling you that that's that those are some powerful statements man if you're a ball player you're talking about culture and where's our culture at versus where it's going there's going to be a pivot in this culture y'all like i love the mullets and my, my son has one but there's going to come in that time that maybe the mullet's not us anymore and that's okay because through growth, we will find success. And um, I'm excited about it. To Joe's point, he's triangulating everything he can with regards to recruitment. He's recruiting our guys. He's recruiting the high school JUCO guys. He's recruiting the portal guys. Yeah. And he even said, he goes, if we can go and capture a guy that has a need that's not just a kind of a one-hit wonder, if you will, I could tell that's what he was getting at. He's going to go do that. So if everybody hears this, do we have any idea about the OC or DC coming? We don't. But he made a good little statement, though. Did y'all pick up on that? Mm-hmm. The guys I'm talking to are in bowl games. Good problem. <laughs> That's a good problem. That means the staffs are successful, of which they are part of. I mean, granted, you know, if you're a five and seven rice, probably, you know, but I doubt he's probably talking to the five and seven rice team. But anyway, um, it's, I tell you what, man. What a powerful forty minutes! There's no fun. words that we can do, or we can, and we're all three of us are really good at words. And I'm kind of finding myself just kind of saying like, "Well, Teal Nation, Strut Nation, here's the show. Enjoy it here's because the, there's nothing else we really can say other than uh, our opinions about it, which we've expressed more than once. So I mean, I'm excited to when people can get their uh, their ears and their minds right around this one because Coach Beck gave us a lot to think about and a lot to chew on tonight. Yep. TD, I'm not going to give you a trivia question, that's for sure. 
now it's time to get ready for the bowl game. You know, now it's time to start <laughs> locking in on that thing. Bowl prep started today. Practice started today. Ten was out there. And uh, I'm glad glad he's going to see this thing through and play this bowl game. I was going to mention, too, in our last podcast, you know, Jared Brown put out the fact that he's coming back. Yep. I am so excited to see that. Yes. I mean, he's not going anywhere, according to his Twitter. He says he's staying. You know, there ain't no, worry, ain't no need to worry about him. One of the most exciting, explosive players is going to stick around. So that's uh, that's great to see. And also something about scheduling, too, about our Liberty series that got pushed back. That, you know, I, I know I've seen a lot of stuff out there on on Twitter. That that had already been that had already been done, you know, believe it or not. That that had been done before Jamie took the job up there, just just so everyone knows. I mean, and that's because of their conference affiliation. Right. Because they needed to when when they announced and got accepted into the CUSA, they had to create some room on their schedule, which meant we 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 you know our being a non-conference game, they they pushed that back. So I, you know, I, I know everybody's eating Liberty up over that, and <laughs> you know, thinking that you know Jamie can't take the smoke or whatever. But I mean, that that had already been done. So I just wanted to, to you know to clarify that we open the season next year at UCLA, and then we'll have Jack Jacksonville State got added to the schedule in case uh, anyone uh, isn't aware of that. So just a couple of things I wanted to I wanted to touch on in the last well, podcast. To Joe, to your point though, to everybody listening to this too, I'm gonna say it right now. Stop. Stop. Y'all, the last three episodes, I've done a stop. Stop with the smoke on Jamie on that stuff, man. Just stop. Worry about Tim Beck. Exactly. Worry about our yeah. program. Yep. Be about Teal Nation. I'm going to say it right here. Don't care about Liberty. We don't play them until 2057 or something now, whatever. I, I, I don't care. Also, the negotiations on that actually helped us out because that was – they were, we were actually going to play them more there in the series than we were here. Now it's balanced out. It's two and two. It's kind of funky where they're here, then we're there too, and then we're back here. At the end of the day, I don't care. You know what? That's freaking 2027. I'm worried about 2022 and the East Carolina Pirates and the kids in that locker room and the kids in that portal that either we're trying to retain or get or the kids that we're recruiting. Be about right now. The windshield on the road of Teal Nation is here. And in freaking Lynchburg, Virginia. He's gone. We wish him well. I hope they go in 12. But <laughs> don't don't hate the guys over there. Love the guys That's back right. over here with there us. There you go, man. Like, but let me say, point. I want to add to something, TD, real quick. And I'll say this. The episode that dropped today was with Kelly Moore and the Shawnee Clear Athletic Foundation. Knowing that we have a few years until Liberty comes calling to to Conway, there you go. Would you not like it if we had that scoreboard, that ribbon, all those fireworks y'all want going off, all that stuff that we have been dreaming about? The would it not facility. be nice to welcome Liberty to Conway and have all that stuff in place, ready to rock and roll, and show them what a home field advantage really looks like? Coach Beck Challenge. called for Teal Nation to make Brooks Stadium the hardest place in the Sun Belt to be. Here is your clarion call, Teal Nation. If you want it, and you want to put it in the face of someone who left, this is an opportunity. This is not a chance for you to complain about why it's not happening. It's your chance to actually make it happen, and you can be a part of it. Kelly shared out how you can take care of business and how you can help that come along. Mm -hmm. Do your part. If you want it to be the program that we think it can be, where we don't have to worry about people leaving, people wanting to show up here, mm. and we all can play a role. Oh, I think Chili's getting a little lathered up there, Joe. I, I kind of kind of seems that way. Uh, Look at him. Don't be back off. Hey, you're right though. <laughs> hey, 
if you want a mantra of this podcast in this moment right now, to Joe's point and to Chili's point, don't let the hate and the flames and all that other mirage get in your way, man. Be about the guy that loves you right behind you, the guy next to you, the guys that are going to go in the stands with you. The point is, when you go into battle with whoever that is, that's Teal Nation. Be about that, man. I, who cares about what's going on somewhere else? Because all the energy we put somewhere else is less energy we put towards ourselves. I ain't got time to worry about that stuff there, man. I ain't got time to worry about Troy and all their junk and that. Be about Coastal, man. Let's get our house in order. Let's get our house in order. Be about Teal Nation. Be about the Strut Podcast. Be about getting engaged Toys for Travis. God. Toys for Travis. God bless it, Chili. He loves it, Joe. <laughs> he does. I mean, that is perfect. In-game audio TD. In-game audio for TD. That's the new hashtag. If you're listening to this, stop. come on, man. I'm a nope. like a jackass, nope. man. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Hashtag toilets for Travis. Look, you know what toilet, to do. Strut if, the toilets, if the toilets for Travis gets regular scoreboard, I, I, they can put it on the scoreboard for all I care. I don't care. Okay, y'all heard it. <laughs> I don't care. That's the green light right there. Right there. It is. The teal light. It is. That's it right there. The teal it light is, is on. So. Yep. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this sucker up. Let's do it, yep. man. This was a great episode. A lot of, lot of stuff for our, our people and our listeners to do, and we appreciate every second you guys spend with us on this podcast. We hope we're bringing you all something quality, so please, please, please keep sharing it out. It's growing, and we are so happy that y'all are a part of it for us. TD has his Christmas ornaments in his tree up there so y'all can see it. I've already been tweeted at, by the way, that people might actually watch this episode on YouTube. So, TD, congratulations for going into your uh, coastal room and not being on the porch because even though your house looks terrific from the front, I like the teal room, too. I do, too. Are you saying my house is like a great mullet? It's business in the front, party in the back? No, but I'm sure your toilets are very clean. And oh, you... <laughs> man. God bless it, dude. He's the butt of a joke now, Joe. God. Uh -huh. <laughs> this 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 all right we this goes until the bowl game and then no, after that no. we this it's done no we're done we're done we're sponsoring you got a whole line of urinals no <laughs> in, in perpetuity yes god bless it <laughs> all right hey next week directors, former ball players the week after that alumni association with diane sanders bowl game sunbelt i mean we got a lot coming up next couple weeks stay tuned shots up everybody shots up <laughs>